Here we go. When the thinker goes into personal contemplation or solitude, uh, he's refer- the word is bodade. Bodade means literally, literally means to go be on one's own. Um, this idea of hitbodadut, hitbodadus, is something which has become popularized through Breslov Hasidim. Rav Nachman of Breslov used to uh, emphasize the importance of spending time alone with oneself. And we're going to spend some time uh, hearing from what Rav Cook has to say about the importance of doing so as well. And I just love how he introduces that. He says, when the thinker goes into solitude. Um, and we'll see in a moment that Rav Cook understands that someone who is a thinking person needs to spend time in solitude. It's crucial to our well-being. And we'll come back to that. But right now, let's, understand, let's see the, the piece as it relates to tshuva, and then we'll talk about this idea of solitude or personal contemplation in a broader sense. But again, he begins, he says, when the thinker spends time in silence and personal contemplation. And when we spend time in silence, not silence in the sense that I'm not talking to someone and I'm doing something else, but not being distracted by anything, no music, no cell phone, no books, no, nothing. I'm just spending time appreciating myself, thinking about myself. Then what happens is, At times like this, the person's uh, spiritual force becomes revealed. Otherwise, it gets hidden. It gets drowned out by all the noise of our life. It's only when we go into hispodedus. It's only when we spend time with ourselves, not being distracted by other things, and just allowing ourselves to sit with ourselves. That's when the spiritual force within ourselves gets revealed. Chashu, and what happens then when we start to come in touch with our spiritual inner world? Chashu es kol hapegamim nishmaso then a person who is sensitive to themselves and sensitive to their soul, then they also start to feel all of the blemishes, all of the, all of the, yeah, the blemishes, the pigamim, the, the, the marks, the nooks, the, the, the impact, the negative impact that the soul has been impacted by. Through deeds or through characteristic flaws that we have either experienced or, or, the, or the character that we have. So in other words, what he's saying is like this. We make mistakes. We do things that are wrong. How often do we actually feel a certain pain over doing these things? Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we're overwhelmed by the guilt and very often we just keep on rolling on. We don't even think twice about it. But when we start spending time in hispodidus, when we start spending time with ourselves, just personal, quiet contemplation, then we start to realize the the impact that our character flaws and the impact that our misdeeds have on ourself. And we start to feel them. And it hurts. It hurts when we start to recognize you know who we are, what we've done. It starts to feel painful. Right? A person that has a inner and very deep sense of pain, not a superficial pain, a very authentic and real pain. Because when we start to come face to face with how our character has negatively impacted our brilliant and beautiful soul, how so many of the things that we've done has dirtied and muddied our soul, that hurts. It really hurts. But through that pain, when we start to feel that pain, that pain coming from this very deep place of the recognition of how beautiful my soul is and how I've impacted negatively, through that pain, that pain is the catalyst for me figuring out how to straighten the path, right? In other words, it's only by really feeling the impact of the sin 
that I'm able to now start trekking a path to move beyond it. As long as I'm only thinking about my sins in a superficial fashion, saying, yeah, I know I did something wrong. I know I'm not perfect. Okay, fine. Then the, 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 the impetus to change is also going to be weak like that. But when we really feel the impact of our sins, and again, the only way to do so is with personal and quiet and uh, you know, contemplation in solitude. When we really feel that, and it hurts us a lot, it's a deep hurt, it's a deep pain, then that will enable us to really figure out how to change things. So, right, this is one of the scenarios where pain is actually incredibly important. This emotional pain, or perhaps we'll call it spiritual pain, is incredibly important in our spiritual development because without it, without it, then, then we're not going to be driven to change. And so it's important to say, yeah, this does stink. I, I stink. I've done terrible things. This flaw, this character, of this, this, this quality of mine is not a quality. The way I interact with this person is terrible. The fact that I don't do this or I do this all the time, those things are really problematic. And it's only when it really bothers us that we're really going to be pushed to change. So that's point number one. Again, well, there's a couple of points there. One, it's important to spend time in his bodhidus, and we'll talk about that again in a moment. Uh, it, when we, a person really spends time with themselves, oftentimes it hurts. That's, by the way, one of the reasons that people avoid this, because it's usually painful. I don't want to spend time with myself. You know, uh, there's a beautiful essay by Rabbi uh, Dr. Chworsky that we studied over Pesach. Um, you know, he was afraid to, this man, as brilliant and as, as, as self-aware as he was, didn't like spending time with himself, and he realized how, where that was, that was coming from a really bad place. Place. It takes courage to sit with oneself because when we sit with ourselves, we come face to face with ourselves, and that could hurt. And Rav Cook is suggesting that pain, that hurts, is the most powerful thing because when it really hurts, when we really see how 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 broken we are, how many flaws we have, that pushes us to change. And it's so fundamental, it's so necessary for real lasting change to start from that very deep place. Then. He says the following. Let's see now the, the second side to this, uh, to this piece. He says, However, He says there are times when contemplation is not, uh, is not practical. There are times when we are feeling external pain, meaning physical pain. There are difficult things going on in my life. There are, there are stressors from outside that cause me pain. Right? Um, there are things, I'm going through a difficult time, right? So then I have, then the, the external situation, he says, becomes weakened. At times when we have deep, when we have significant external stressors, then our internal sensations are weakened. It's such an important insight. What he's saying over here is that when we go through difficult times, our ability to really get in touch with our inner world is weakened. We may feel like we're really getting in touch with our inner world, but sometimes it's just my external pain that's, that's, that's causing that. But it's very difficult to really get in touch with ourselves. We need to be in a calm place to be able to feel, the, the, to get in touch with that inner world. And the inner world gets weakened when we're going through difficulties. You know, many people have commented that during this time, during, COVID, you know, during this past year, that's been a stressful year for many people, their spiritual connection has also been impacted. Some people, for some people it's grown, but some people have found themselves struggling. And it's a very natural thing to struggle because if our external world is, if we're feeling stress, uh, just stress, we're feeling pain, and we're feeling things which are external to us, which are causing us pain, then it's very difficult and almost impossible to really feel our inner world in a very pronounced way. 
So it's very normal. And God willing, when things become less stressful, we'll have a better chance of being really being, being able to connect to our inner world in a much more uh, powerful way. So he points out that there are times in our life when, when contemplation is not shyach. It's not possible. And there are times in our life when due to the external pain, we're not able to feel the internal pain, which is the healthy type of pain. He says, nonetheless, 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 a person is still able to attain incredible heights. Because tshuva, and here he's quoting a, 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 an established idea, that tshuva caused by suffering, while it's not as great, is still acceptable. So Rav Kook actually is, is, is suggesting a, prof, a, a very beautiful switch, a very beautiful shift in what this idea means. There's a well-established idea that tshuva caused by suffering, tshuva idei surin, is acceptable. Rabbeinu Yonah speaks about this, Gemara speaks about this, that when tshuva is precipitated by pain, by external suffering, it's, it's again, it's a lower level, but it's acceptable. Now, the simple understanding of the statement is that even though tshuva in such a case is a response to external stimulation, it's a response to some form of divine punishment, and it's, it's not as meaningful as if it comes from within, but okay, it still exchanges a person and therefore it's okay. Rav Cook is saying, no, 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 there's something much, much deeper going on over here. The issue with such shuva is not what's causing it, but rather what he's saying is that in a state of external pain, it's much more challenging to do proper shuva because proper shuva has to come from a deep inner place. And when a person is experiencing pain, physical pain or emotional pain, you cannot get to that deep place, right? This is a much greater novelty. He's saying that even though I cannot do the same level of inner work because of the physical or emotional pain I'm experiencing, it's still valid and it's still acceptable. That's what Rav Kook is teaching us. So again, let's just quickly summarize a couple of very profound ideas over here. First, Rav Kook, you know what, let's go a little bit, tiny bit further. I want to read to you something. Uh, this is a, a quote from a different book of Rav Kook. He speaks over here about the importance of his spodidus, of spending time with oneself. Two simple statements, but very important statements. First of all, he says, A person whose soul is lit up. A person who has a very, recognizes this powerful inner world within themselves. It is essential that such a person spends a lot of time on their own with nothing um, distracting them. Um, uh, constant social activity. Constantly being around other people in person, on social media, whatever. It weakens the brilliance of one's inner light. And because of that, the, their, their, their ability to, to truly make an impact in the world gets weakened. Right? So he's saying a, beautiful, a very, very important idea. He says the greater the soul, the more important it is to spend more time in, in quiet. And another statement along the same lines, the greater person is, that person has to spend time understanding themselves more. The, the more insight you have with yourself, the more you need to be spending time understanding yourself. That person has to spend time, more time in, in contemplation, elevating their ideas, uh, deepening their ideas, until ultimately their soul is able to be revealed. So Rav Kook, which is, by the way, amazing, because Rav Kook obviously had incredible insight into his inner world. Nonetheless, he was an incredibly busy man. Uh, he had public positions 
for much of his life. And nonetheless, he clearly was able to find time to spend by himself despite his incredible busyness. It's hard for us, any of us, to say that we don't have the time to do so. So number one, it's crucial that we spend time with ourselves. The more you feel that you have a sense of your inner world, the more important it is to spend even more time because the greater the soul, the more time you need to spend on your own. B, when we spend time on our own, or one of the reasons we are afraid to spend time on our own is because oftentimes we come face to face with ourselves and we feel pathetic. We feel sad. We recognize how low we are. And that's why many people don't like spending time with themselves. That, so that Rav Cook is saying, no, you're, you're, you're missing the point. It's crucial. That pain is necessary because that pain is the awareness of what mistakes need to be changed, whether in our character, in our actions. And when we, it's only when we really get in touch with that pain that we'll really be driven to change ourselves in a meaningful way. And then he says that although there are times in our life when it's impossible to spend that time in quiet contemplation, there are times in our life when things are just simply too busy, too stressful, too painful. Nonetheless, if we're able to get a little bit of an inkling within ourselves, even if we can't go to the depths of who we are, tshuva is still meaningful, even if it's not coming from that incredibly deep place. Okay, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you for joining me. I'll see you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye. Great to see you all.